Podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica, and I am Chris Heaton. Oh, look at that, Jessica and Chris back together again, and it feels so good. <laughs> yes, it does. I know that you had uh, you had Paula over at Tokusatsu Network. Did we, you guys end up? You guys did. Yes, yes, we did. Recorded one day. Oh, I, yeah. I, I talked that poor girl's ear off too. <laughs> oh no! Uh, she, she's Paula's a, such a sweetheart. She is though. a sweetheart. She's she's uh she's a good trooper about it. So, but no, she she says oh, yeah, I'll come back on whenever. I'm like, all right, good times. I'll get her back on. So, but I uh, know yeah we had her on, and then uh, Mark and I sat down after that. Yes. Yeah. And then the last show I released was what we're going to talk about tonight. Part of it, but. It was one of our uh, one of the few uh, recordings we did while at G Fest, when we talked to the gentleman behind Big in Japan at our impromptu podcast. That was a fun night. It was. It was really good. And then you and then you guys saw some films afterwards. But I had to go like skedaddle you, or something and do something San Diego Comic Con oh, yeah. related. Oh yeah. Well, it was so. It was like something like that. I can't remember. Well, let's see. So here's the thing. So. Pretty much, this episode is let's catch up with what Chris and Jessica <laughs> did over the summer because it's been that long. It's been two months since we actually recorded. Uh, thankfully, I've had you know, there's good reasons for that too. We're we're, we're going to get into. But the big thing about this show is, Jessica, do you know what this week is? Yes, it's our third anniversary. Three years of doing this. Can you believe that already? Yeah, time flies. It doesn't feel like three years. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like literally like we we got together in August of 2013, sitting in a little was it Wakano in Burbank? It was Wakano. Yes, and we ate at like the back house, which is like their yakitori version. Mm-hmm. In the back, we sat outside. Yeah, and uh, Teddy was there. Yes, with his little. Which you said he has like these little dead to me eyes, like little oh, dead he's got eyes, those doll eyes. Like every time I look at him, I just, I just. Well, a you know you know who he reminds me of now. Did the the, the the second episode of um, Rick and Morty when the when Rick makes their pet dog super smart, Snowball. <laughs> yeah, before he becomes smart, that's what your dog reminded me of. Like he's just kind of giving you that cocked look. Like, and then now, and also, but, but when I was looking at him at that time, I just hear the Quint speech from Jaws. He's like, you ever see the eyes of a shark? Like a doll's eyes, and they just roll up behind their head when they bite you. That that whole thing, like, like <laughs> there's a murderer inside your dog just waiting to be unleashed, even though he's about 40 pounds and about the size of a wallet. Oh, my gosh. No, he's he's so cute. He's a, he's a Lhasa Apso, and he actually looks like an Ewok. He does. And he's like, I don't know, like 15 to 20 pounds, mm-hmm. depending on how much food he decides to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's super cute. He is. He's, so. he's got a little face you just want to pinch. <laughs> In contrast, I decided it's Halloween, so you're gonna dress I have to him dress up, up my dog. You dress him like an Ewok. 
You know, he's actually going to be Chopper from One Piece. Wow. Apropos. Apropos. (laughs) Are you going to dress up your, uh, what is it? What's Bruce? Is he, he's a uh, husky, right? He's a, he's, he, huskies are like 50 to 70 pounds. He's like an 85, 90 pound husky. Mm-hmm. He cut, he cut down from like 105. I haven't decided what he wants to be, but I was actually thinking Gamera because he could carry like a shell on his back. Mm. He has like the more of the physical ability to do it. I know every picture you post of that dog, he just seems to be in a lounging position too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember your comment. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I posted a bunch of dogs, pictures <sighs> of my dogs. And it's like, does, does the big one ever get up or roll over? I mean, it just seems like he's either on his side or on his back just looking listlessly. Like, I, I could. I'd rather not. No, I, I think it's because I walk him to death, like, in the morning and at night. And so he just is more... Like he can be able to be more rested because mm-hmm. because an exercise husky is a non-destructive husky because <laughs> when they're bored yeah. they'll break everything in your home and then open your door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did not baby proof where I live. Yeah. So he's just gonna have to walk a lot or mm-hmm. or jog with me and then hopefully he'll like he'll just pass out. I mean, compared to your size, you can almost ride him like a little horsey. I have actually written him like a horse before several times. He's so, big enough for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not good for his back, but I want us to do like a duo cosplay, but I haven't decided. So maybe I'll be like Mothra and he'll be he'll be like Godzilla. But I already, I don't know, I was thinking Gamera. I'm pretty sure you can work something with that in there. You'll, you'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, so let's... So it's been three years. We uh, yeah. So sitting on that volcano, kind of going over. It's like, well, I mean, we could go over a few. I mean, like we were like at the time, it was like Pacific Rim just came out, and then there was uh, Godzilla coming. Out. I'm like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure we could figure out something to fill. You know, like two shows a month, blah blah. Little did we know, it's like I have. We had written down. We had a book of ideas. Like here are show topics. Here's what we're gonna do. I think we've done three of those out of like the fifty we wrote down. And pretty much it's just been like, we realized, oh, wow, we kind of came in at the perfect time. Because it's just been so much in time. Like, it, it, it's like opening up a, uh, it's uh, it's like opening up a, a vegan restaurant right when, like, that gluten-free, or, like, it's, it's, opening up, like, it's opening up a steakhouse when the gluten-free fad starts. And it's like, oh, man, we're just raking it in. That's what we're doing. So... That's pretty much what happened. It's like, oh, went from like, well, I guess we could stretch two episodes to review of the Pacific Rim Blu-ray. Like, we got so much crap we got to talk about this week, Jessica. We, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. There's not enough time. So. No, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, it's been a wacky misadventure. It's been fun so far. So, to those who have been with us since day one, we thank you. To those who have come in later, we still thank you. And uh, we're, we'll go over a little bit more, but I kind of wanted to take this time to uh, let's let's start catching up uh, on uh, our wacky summer vacation, if you will. So considering, oh that, yes, yes, I did. I mean, it's been almost three months since G Fest, Jessica. You realize that? Yeah, yeah. It's almost wait two months because July, July, August, September. So, yeah, two months. Yeah, yeah, two months. We're, we're we're coming on to October already. We're at the end of September as we record this. That's true. That's true. It's like two and a half months. Yeah. 
Well, yes, you are right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, 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 I chatted a little bit about what, you know, you know, GFest a little bit with Mark, you know, with what I could. We went over more with what Mark was doing, but you got there a day before I did, so you got a lot more GFest in than I could. So, let's start with GFest and we'll move on from there. So, sure. Jessica, give us your account of uh, our first G-Fest as uh, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. It was actually really, really good. I actually, I think what had happened was I did arrive mm-hmm. the day before you did. I was exhausted because I had it took a red eye. But actually what had happened is I had so many panels and programs that I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. But on Friday... I actually had to do something for San Diego Comic-Con. Which was... So I was actually in the room Mm -hmm. on Friday all day in our hotel room. And by the time I got out, it was 9 p.m. So I actually didn't get to experience G-Fest on the first day. Was it like that scene in Zootopia after they go to the DMV and they walk outside? (laughs) Yes, it was. It was. I came out and I was like, "Oh God, it's nine. It's nine p.m." Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, you know, Mark joined me for dinner, so I didn't have to eat alone like that sad new kid mm-hmm. at any group event. Mm-hmm. But also, I believe people kind of hung out and they met each other or they made new friends every night. So I was able to do that that night on Friday night, and then I believe your flight landed. Yeah, I got like eleven. I left like five o'clock our time in LA, and I landed like eleven o'clock Chicago time. So, and that being the first time I've ever set foot in Illinois in my life, too. So, uh, that's right. <laughs> you went to go explore Chicago later. I did. I did because I'm like, well, I'm not leaving till Monday now because my original plan was to bolt out of there. Because again, I was thinking, good lord, I have Comic Con barreling down on us right after this. So it was like, originally I was going to be like, okay, I'll fly in. I'll fly in early Friday, and then I'll leave like late Sunday. And then turns out that didn't work at all. And uh, I left, ended up leaving late Friday and left late uh, Monday. So considering that I'm like, I gave myself a little extra time, I'm like, you know what? I've never been to Chicago. I'm going to go into Chicago. And thus I did. Took the L train in. Mind you, this is all after, you know, two and a half days of just cramming Godzilla down my throat. And uh, I Ubered around town, kind of just sucking up as much as I could in, like, the two and a half hours that I had. And, you know, I did, like, a wrap, like, thank- thankfully my Uber driver was very understanding because I hopped in. I'm just like, hey, buddy, I've never been here before. Are you, you know, like, are you from the area? He's like, I was born in Lincoln Park. I'm like, all right, here's three stops I need to hit, and then anything else you I need to see. He's like, will do, buddy. So... Went around with him for an hour and a half, and uh, he showed me every single spot I needed to see. He showed me where Dillinger was shot. I got to see the original House of Blues. Got to go to the big thing I wanted to do was Second City because I'm a big yes, a yeah, big, yeah, yeah, big comic nerd, uh, SNL junkie, especially the older days. So that's that's hollowed ground right there, and I just wanted to like go in and say that I've actually been there. I didn't couldn't see a show, but. You know, I actually went. It was it was it was nice. So, and I gave the guy a nice twenty. He's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, "Do people not tip here?" He's like, "Not really." I'm like, "Well, you were better than any tour guide I could have ever hired." So, thank you. Got me a Chicago dog too. It was the last thing on my menu that I needed to try. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. I didn't get to try a Chicago dog. Um, how much? Wait, I know the twenty was the tip. Mm-hmm. How much was the whole thing? 
it, I mean, if you don't mind, like your Uber for an hour and a half, because I know they stop, right? And then yeah. you come out, you take the picture, and then yeah. you go back inside the car. Yeah. Basically, he was he was okay. Yeah. So you didn't have to call an Uber each time. No. Okay. I pretty much had him, and he he stuck with me. So uh, for the hour and a half, and mind you, we only drove. I think it was a total of like eight, ten miles round trip, because he was showing me spots in the city. So uh, might be a little more than that, but it only came out to like. $21 or something like that? It really wasn't that bad. And this is midday, too. I'm, on a I'm Monday. sorry. I'm sorry. How much money? Like 20, I didn't hear it. Like 20 21 bucks. It really wasn't It wasn't too bad. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's yeah. not bad at all. No, especially I for... was. I don't know why. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking like taxi prices. Oh, yeah, me too. I was, I'm like, that was a taxi. I would have spent like 60 bucks. But no, I was. Yeah, when I got my final thing, I'm like, God, how long is this? Because I thought it was at like a surge pricing, too. I'm like, I was only like twenty bucks, so yeah. I'm just like, I, okay. I felt I felt better about giving the guy the tip too, because I'm like, had I walked away after driving some, I and I've done that before too. I've driven people around in circles and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this better be. It. And then you realize it's like, oh, it's only like eighteen bucks. Like, damn it. It's it's those right, rare right, times right. when you're an Uber driver that's like, I feel like I should have gotten a little more for that. So I I tipped him well. You know, I I gave him something nice to to, you know, make up for me jacking up all of his time, because he got a lot of other calls, and he's like, you don't want to do the, uh, the, um, what is it, the Uber pool, I'm like, God, no, no, I, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a tight schedule, man, he's like, all right, no, no problem, man, I just need to know, so, but, uh, oh, that's kind of him, oh, yeah, and then you got me back to the proper L train that I needed to, because I got off the L train, I was kind of trying to figure out where I was, and I got off, like, midtown. I had no idea where I was. I just looked up. I'm like, okay, this is the opening of Family Matters. I don't know where I'm at. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's just like, I just was seeing every, like, 80s sitcom go through my head right there. Um, and I sent my buddy a picture of, uh, I think it was the the scene at towards the end where uh, they're uh, perfect, perfect strangers when they're running around. So. Yeah, getting real nerdy right right there with, with that with that crap. But no, no, and, it's but the okay. Only problem, the only problem is those Chicago's muggy as hell. Good lord, was it muggy? Oh yeah, it was muggy because do you remember that? at one night at G Fest it was 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was raining. It rained for a couple minutes. Yeah. heavy rain. We all ran But it inside. was so warm. As a cold person, yeah. I, it can be 110 degrees outside. If yeah. I go to any grocery store, I dress up like an Eskimo. Yeah. But it was actually so hot that I was actually able to wear a tank top and a skirt Very outside rare, yeah. in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, my God, it's hot. <laughs> it's it was hot. so hot. Like, like walking towards the end, like the, the entrances, too, was just like you felt it, like, coming at you. You're like, oh, no. Oh, this is, t- this is too much. It was like... 89, 90 degrees, but the humidity was like 90%. And then I think it was like Sunday afternoon, It there was a massive downpour that just swept over the, swept over the area for like a good like 25 minutes. Now, me being a weather junkie, I was like going gawk over. I'm like, oh my god, this could be like, this is like, we're seeing like lightning and stuff. Like, like there was a point I got, I got a little tipsy outside at the party on Sunday and I'm like, I'm Oh, yep. you wanted your camera, and you texted me. Yeah, texted me. Because like, you said something was going on outside, yeah, there like was a... Thor style, and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, because Mark and I decided to go to uh, go to a local liquor store, because we're like, Steve Fest, 
let's get some Japanese beer. So we loaded up on Sapporo's <laughs> and Asahi's. And and not mind you, Jessica's like, how many have you had? I'm like, I've had I've had like six or seven. She's like, that's it. And Mark's like, you know, he's had like six or seven of the tall boys in the last 25 minutes. And like, yeah, it's a little more than you know. I hear some people going out there is like, what's it, yeah, it, it's it's a little when you're just downing them out there and you get a little excited about a little lightning. Yeah, there's the, you got a little you got a little little weird. Jessica couldn't understand. It's like, what's Thor doing out here? And then she looked at us like, oh, lightning. Should we go inside? Like, then you became very concerned for the well-being of everybody because it's like, that could hurt a lot of people. We end up doing that too because remember, okay, so it did start downpouring. We're kind of all over the map with this. And so we marched inside and we went all went downstairs into the former model room. And we all packed in there, and the hotel, the hotel, like, Maitre D was like, um, you guys can stay down here, just please clean up after yourselves. So we were down there for, like, 25, 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden, someone's like, it stopped raining, let's go back outside. Big mistake. Good look. It was even hotter. It was so just un... un... I, I can't come up with words for how humid it was. Like, the skies opened up, and the moon was clear, and, you know, werewolves were howling, but it was just, like, you could almost swim in in, in the mug, in, in how muggy it was. Like, you could jump in the air, and the moisture would hold you like a jello mold. That's how muggy it was. Oh, so crappy. But that's nothing on the show, though. That's just the area of Chicago. So, so yeah, so poor Jessica is... So I get up Saturday... I'm like, all right, going to go downstairs, going to film everything. We're going to knock this out. Let's do it. Hal Jordan, come on, let's go. Jessica's on the phone. I'm like, um, she's like, shh, I'm trying to book guests for, I'm like, still? She's like, yeah, they want more people. I'm like, ooh, who's they? So poor Jessica, 11 o'clock, I go down, and she's on the phone, and it's just like, She's pacing like a lion back and forth, trying to confirm things, trying to find a hotel. Now, this is three days out from Comic-Con. There's no way in hell you're going to find out. So you're shacking other people up with other people. So, what time do you finally come downstairs and actually get to, get to look around the place? Oh, so that was... So, yeah, so to go back... on Yeah, it was Friday. I didn't get out till 9 p.m. Yes. I was trying to confirm a couple things for... My panels, registration, badges, uh, hotels, whatever. Uh, and then I haven't slept in like 48 hours. So I was like, okay, these are all the programs I'm going to try to make on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was, I got up and I ended up, you actually got up, left the room, mm-hmm. didn't know I was still in the room uh, yes. from your point of view. Yeah. And then when you came back up, I think at like noon, I was up and ready, mm-hmm. like I got up ready to go, but I don't, I don't remember you leaving the room. <laughs> you See, were like on the sleep. So, yeah, I get up, I look around, I don't see you. There's nothing there. Like I don't see your phone. Yeah. So I get up, I I go, I change. I'm strung around my towel. I'm just like, all right, you know, what? I should probably downstairs. I'll go. This is like 25 minutes back and forth. I get ready, I walk out. And then when I see you finally, I come back up because you're like, I'm up in the room. I'm like, oh, I suppose went up. I'm like, so what did you think? And you, and your reply was? Oh, I I don't remember what. I think it's like I'm still in here or yeah. I've been up here this entire time. Yeah, yeah. you told me like you, you haven't left yet. I'm like, 
no, you I, you weren't here earlier. I'm like, she's like, yeah, I was. I was here the whole time. I'm like, no, I didn't see you. She's like, I was under the blankets, like, on the bed. I'm like, and I looked, and I'm just like, you realize the way you sleep, you're about the size of a pillow. Literally, she looked like, the, I didn't see any body outline on the bed at all. Like, apparently she just snuggled up with the pillow. It looked like there was a pillow underneath the blanket. No head, nothing. Like, it looked like someone had just made the bed over, like, the pillows tossing her, and that was it. So I assumed she was downstairs, when in actuality, she's sleeping in the room the whole time. And I'm just like, oh, good God. Like, that's not... I, I don't know what to... I can't... I can't fathom words for that. I'm like, I seriously thought you were gone. I'm pro... God only knows the, the horrendous things I was mouthing off to myself as I'm getting dressed and stubbing my toe and shit like that. So... Yeah, now I'm a gap, and now I'm like going on to everybody. I'm like, Jessica's the size of a hotel pillow. There's no ifs, ands, or like, I didn't see her at all. And Mark, I told this to Mark, and he starts laughing his ass off. He's like, Yeah, I can actually see that. Like, but you seriously didn't see her? I'm like, Nope, didn't see her at one. I li- I thought you were gone downstairs. So we go back, we both go down at what, like 2 3 o'clock? It's like 2 Yeah, like 2 o'clock. Yeah. Like 2 o'clock, and then finally. Finally, Jessica gets to see the uh, the floor. Been there for 48 hours already. Hasn't seen one bit of it. So we go, we go enjoy ourselves. Um, what what I, I've already kind of gone on a little bit about it. What what was your perspective of it, Jessica? I actually really really loved it. Um, I hope to be able to get San Diego Comic Con stuff done a little bit earlier next year, so I can be able to see more of JFAS mm-hmm. um, if we can go and. I actually really love the dealer's room. It's a very, very well organized, mm. and I didn't meet a single unpleasant dealer. Which is Because nice. every once in a while, when you're in the exhibitor's hall or in the dealer's room, you mm. have that one grumpy person who just doesn't want to be there. Uh, and it's just not pleasant toward people that are going up to your booth. Yeah. But I met really, really pleasant people, and I love the fact that everybody... I think, I think about... Uh, I would say 2,000. I don't know how many. I do know that they cap it because they want to keep it at a certain number, a certain size. Yeah. But everybody does does seem like family. They either have seen each other for many years or they mm-hmm. know each other through another friend. Everybody just seems, may- seems maybe like one or two degrees apart. Oh, it's very it's very much like a party atmosphere. Like everybody does. It's it's cheers. Everybody knows your name there. So <laughs> yes. So we ran into uh, we ran into a few fans. Got we snapped some pictures. Um, yes, we did. We hit up Artist Alley. We uh, uh, just went wild over there. Um, thankfully, Jeff Zorno had a couple of pieces left that I could order from him after uh, because I didn't bring anything to ship anything back. So I'm sitting there I'm like, oh man, this poster, this King Kong skate poster is awesome. How the hell am I going to get this back home? I'm on a plane. Like it was the first time I've ever had that conundrum where it's like. How am I going to ship something back? Like I've 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 done shows out of state, but I've there been in points where I could drive. Like for me, I'm spoiled with Comic Con because it's just like I just shove everything into my car and I'm an hour ride north. So it's been like, oh yeah, I got to check this. I got I'm like, hopefully against hope. So thankfully, he uh, he put something out. It's like I got to like do these things. I'm like, give give me give me. I need it. So I got this beautiful. He did this poster print of King Kong Escapes because uh, it was it was uh, the cast was uh, was there. 
So I have it perfectly framed hanging in my living room right now. So every time you walk by going towards my room, there's there's Kong just like badass looking right at you with mechanic calling behind him, holding up uh, Linda Miller as she's uh, agaped in horror. So really love this piece. It's amazing. So and Matt Frank had a ton of stuff, but again, again, I'm like, how am I going to ship this? So thankfully, we both knew ahead of time that Matt was coming down to Southern California. And I'm like. I'll give him a lot more money when he comes down then. So, and that thus I did. Um, what, what else? Yeah, what there, else? there's a lot of amazing stuff that amazing we stuff. really liked. And I keep forgetting I'm not in a convention in L.A. Yeah. So I can't just take it home. I, it has to somehow get on a plane and fit and have everything go home. Yeah. That's why I bought my, the big thing. I bought two vinyls and that was it. I bought the uh, Belila. Um, Ultraman, uh, uh, the Belilah monster form from Ultraman Zero, uh, the movie, and then I found a Muto Bandai that I hadn't picked up yet. Uh-huh. And the one here, here's my one problem. I think I touched upon it briefly with with Mark, but I'm gonna reinstate this. I've done, I've been doing comic conventions and conventions of all sorts since I was like eight years old. Uh, both my mother and father have taught me, you know, look for the look for the deal. Not for the bargain, look for the deal. So, usually with a show, unless it's like an exclusive that you know it's going to sell out, you go around, you do some pricing, you check, you compare and contrast, maybe you do a little haggling. Now, with G-Fest, would you say, what, 60% of the dealers were all selling Bandai's? Yeah, a lot of them were, yes. Yeah, so it's like Anime Expo in that sense where, like, every other booth has the same thing. Problem with that is they're not being competitive with each other. Now, look, I know that a Bandai figure, like a Bandai Gorosaurus, because I, I, I got a massive collection of Bandai figures myself. Bandai Gorosaurus online is going for, like, 80 to 100 bucks right now. Now, with the tag, it's probably going a little more than that. So... These people are bringing all this stuff, and they're asking for the online prices. Now, the problem with that is, is that a, you're hauling, a lot of people are hauling this crap from like different states, so you have booths to make, and you have like your expenses you got to make. So, banking on trying to get the most bang for your buck. Now, notable, like noble, but you got to move product. Now, I would argue, like I'm not at, not saying that said Gorosaurus, for example, should be knocked down to like 20 bucks. That's just ridiculous. But, if the fellow next to you has three of those figures, and he's doing them for the exact same price, why not drop it down a little bit? Only one person did that. I forgot the gentleman's name. It's the one guy though I bought both my Belila and my Muto from, because I walked around. Muto was like the thing. I'm like, I'm going to pick up a Muto here, because the Shin Godzilla figure was gone the day before. Apparently, just flew off the shelf. So, I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to wait for Comic-Con for that. And thus I did. I got it. But, uh, I was looking around. Only saw three Mutos. Found one. Good price. 25 bucks. I'm like, you know what? That's that's pretty solid for that figure. I, hold on. He, the guy had a few, so I wasn't worried. <clears throat> Walked around. Asked. Hey. Hey, man, how much for that Muto? Oh, um, 75 bucks. And I would, you know, Aghast if I was in like an old timey film, it'd be like a woman fainting, you know, from hearing like uh, foul language. Like, oh dear. Like, I'm just like, you're nuts. And he's like, well, it's got the tag. I'm like, yeah, you're still nuts. That 
figure's barely two years old. So, I look around, 50, 60, 50. I'm like, oh, you're all, you're all high. I'm not, nope. So I turned right around, walked up to the dude. I'm like, how much for the meter again? It's like 25. Perfect, perfect condition. Still in a bag, too. I'm like, here you go. Um, he's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, you know what? How much for uh, the Belilah? He's like, uh, I want... I'm asking 30, but if you, I'll do like 26 for him. I'm like, sold. Because everyone else wanted like $90 for that thing. And I'm like, I told him, like, you're the only guy being, you know, competitive at this thing. He's like, and I'll tell you what, I'll be the only guy walking home with some money in my pocket. Ha! And does I'm like, you know what? I like to cut your jib. So, any other thing I constantly buying, I'm constantly buying off this guy because everybody else had the same stuff. Just, you're not, like, I know you're at the core of the fan base, but you also got to realize a lot of these people have a lot of this stuff already. Now, you're always looking for maybe something new or, like, a better version, like, something that's all scuffed up, but you got to be competitive about it. And, yes, I'm telling you how to run your damn business because I've been touring with these, sh- I've been doing these shows with a friend now for the last year and a half, and I get enough of, like, other vendors coming up to us and bitching because they're like, hey, did you guys make money? Yeah, we made really good money. Oh. And we didn't do much. I'm like, I'm like, well, you're you weren't you were, a you weren't out there hustling. You were sitting in your booth, just like waiting for people to saunter up. B, you're selling the same crap that the other dude over there is selling, and he's selling at a much cheaper price. Like, this isn't gold, people. Some of it's yeah, really cl- high-end collectors. A lot of it's just like middle of the road. Move product, okay? So whatever you bought it for, the 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 least of, like the the a maximum amount that you know it will move for not the not the maximum amount you think you can get it for yeah so that was that um, <laughs> so that turned, but at least you got pieces that you really like i did I, my muto is sitting proudly upon my shelf right now i'm looking at him right now belila is big so i have to find a spot for him i really don't have much in the sense of ultraman merch so he might go on a shelf somewhere else but uh, I was quite happy. That was one one of those, like, obscure figures that came out, and I didn't really see him when he came out. But it's nice. I, I, li- I, like, the, uh, I, like, I like the Bandai vinyls. Those are, those are kind of my thing. So everyone's into the SH Monster Arts now. I'm like, I can't go down that rabbit hole. They're too much. They're, and they're too breakable. Like, I got a lot of Play Arts guys, and I got a few um, SH Fig Arts figure, and I love, like, my Mega Man. My Mega Man X figures, love them. Absolutely love them. Problem is, is that they are brittle as hell, and I can only imagine with the detailing. I'm like, I've heard horror stories about the Ghidra figure they put out, like pulling out the box and horns are snapping and stuff like that. I'm like, I, if I'm dropping 200 bucks, man, I need something with a little durability. So I like the Nika figures because I could throw those things at a wall and put a blowtorch under them, and they're still gonna hold up. And they got the posability, most of the posability of an SH Monster Arts figure. So. Anyway, I digress. Kind of went off topic. <laughs> so we- yeah, no, I, I, I think. Oh, I think what happened is I waited until you came up into the room, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to show you what I got from the exhibit floor, and you were uh, like not surprised at all. No. They were three little like chibi plush Godzillas, mm-hmm. each holding a building, and they were from. You looked at the tag, and I, you were like, "Oh, this is old. It's like from the 80s. Yeah, it was. It was, and, it was from Ma- it was Godzilla's yeah. Mothra. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And you like yeah. you hammered out a good deal too on those things. 
I did, and it was really great. And I got those, and I got a plushy Godzilla hat, mm-hmm. which was I wore it, and I took a selfie. I'm not, you know, I'm not great at selfies, but it was my profile picture for a while. Mm-hmm. Except I realized that the uh, Godzilla hat was made for children's size heads, <laughs> but I did not care. I made it. I jammed it on my head, and I made it fit. You wore it. I di- made it fit. <laughs> you wore it during our podcast yeah. too. You wore the, the, I did. Yep. I did. I looked ridiculous. You but, it. I mean, where else can I be able to wear it? It's, it's only at an appropriate moment. This is true. And, yeah, so there was that. And I got a lot of really, really great art. But yeah. also, I think there were many, many prize things that I got that I was really happy. But You're I wanted a Godzilla plush hat for a while. I just never occurred to me that it was actually meant for children. Well, it fits. <laughs> hey, who's complaining if it fits? If it fits, that's all that matters. So Yes. Yes, that is true. And I think that was like our and most of our Saturday and Sunday was spent looking at art at the artist room and we went to uh also the exhibitors room, but we also did the podcast at that time. That we did. We had we, an impromptu podcast at yeah, that time. Found, but at night, like after the program. Yeah. After the program. And we found out there was like a three hour lull in the programming block, so Mark uh, pulled some strings, and we were like, if you want the midway room, it's yours until, like, 1230. We're like, sold. And, yeah, we, we ran a – we ran impro- – Jessica, the, the best thing the, – one of the, her best strengths is, like, finding a guest, like, at the, at the 11th – like, the 11th hour and 59th second. Because um, I'm like, well, what are we going to do? It's like, I got two guests. I want them to come on. I'm like, all right, bring them up. So – we did that, and then uh, Mark uh, pulled out his magical uh, his magical fire stick, popped it into the computer, and we watched a lot of movies until it was um, time to go. So the next day, we did another podcast in our room. Oh, I forgot the gentleman's name at the time. I feel real bad, but I have it. It's gonna it, it'll go up in a few weeks from now so it's uh, actually his name is matt and he did several kaiju books thank you i'm just I'm, i don't have them in front of me right now in fact i have your copies i had to haul back so she ran out of room in her in her suitcase from all the stuff that she bought she's like can you take your books back i'm like yes i will take your books back so oh yes yeah but matthew denian yes. is like he writes a bunch of kaiju Kaiju related books and they were actually really amazing and I felt so bad because he he showed up to our room with like his suitcase yeah and I was like oh good lord <laughs> I real I mean bless his soul for doing it at the last minute yeah. and I also believe on his way out oh yeah very much to, so. get, to like, get back home it's like it was like a 10 it was like a 10 o'clock we did the podcast he's like I'm like what time is your flight he's like one I'm like oh god we can't keep you so beauty is we're right next to the to the airport, so there's always that. Um, but yeah, so we got we got we got a nice podcast with him coming up in the next few weeks. So and then uh, yeah, we Jessica and I also filled our stuffed ourselves stupid with uh, local cuisine. Uh, had Chicago style pizza for the first time. Yes, we had Giordano's. Yes. Yep. Mark spoke highly of this place, and it did not disappoint. Pizza was so thick, so rich, so delicious. And then I think was it Sunday we went and got ramen, didn't we? Yes, and then Sunday we uh I think I was googling and a few other things and then we found a really really great ramen place that we really liked. But it they had like 
several different styles. Kyoto style, Osaka style, something, Hokkaido, mm -hmm. Tokyo. Plant, too many choices for me. Um, <laughs> and we took our pictures. I think we all, you really liked yours, I oh, think. Oh, I did. God, when they brought that bowl, I think even you were like, can you, can you finish that? Sadly, I could not. It was too much even for me. Yeah, we we were not able to finish it, even though we really, really wanted to. It was it 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 was like in those Viking movies when you see them like pick up like you know like a like a moose skull and they're drinking out of it. That's how big this thing was. I'm just like, how many villages can you feed with this thing? Like I don't know, like three. I'm like, good lord! It was just such rich broth and a lot of new, so much noodles. Like I got halfway down, I'm like, if I eat anymore, I'm gonna have a heart attack. It's just so. So rich and creamy, so good. So, yeah. Uh, so whoever cleaned out our room got a nice, uh, got a nice thing of. Um, I think they got a couple of uh, asahis and a, uh, and a and a huge leftover bowl of ramen. They're like, what the hell is going on in here? Um. So yeah. So that that kind of was our G fest. I mean, we uh, initially I had I had an idea to go in and rock it hard, but nothing came together because. Both Jessica and I have really, uh, really busy lives at the moment. So maybe, hopefully, next year we can maybe do something. I was hoping to get a, a, a couple of people to come out with us, but it just didn't work out. You know, there's always next time. But the beauty about that is that even if we can't make G Fest next year, Jessica, a few weeks after G Fest, there's something big happening in Pasadena next uh, next August. Yes, there is. Uh, Japan World Heroes mm -hmm. by Scott Zillner. Yes. So every uh, every other August, Scott runs Power Morphicon, which is the premier Power Rangers convention. <clears throat> uh, actually went this year. Fun times. I love going to that show. It's, it's, a, it's a really solid show, especially for something just focused completely around Power Rangers. <clears throat> uh, the last few years, last few shows they've been getting a little deeper into the actual Japanese Sentai side of it so <clears throat> I guess Scott said you know what I got a year off why not do the other side and thus he has he's already got a couple of he's already got he's already got a few guest booked but it seems like it's from what I've heard it's going to be a completely Japanese tokusatsu show like that's all based around toku uh, like uh, properties so Kamen Rider uh, all the Sentai stuff, uh, Godzilla, all the kaiju, all the kaiju stuff, Ultraman. It's gonna be all that. And it's gonna be for like I think it's like a three-day show too. It's like the middle of August. I gotta double check. I might be in Hawaii. I'm hoping not to, <coughs> because this sounds like awesome sauce. So hopefully we're hoping we can maybe get Scott on here in, later on next year to talk about it more because I think this is gonna be a show everyone's gonna want to go to. Especially if you can't make it out to G-Fest and you live on the West Coast, this might be the next best thing. So, G-Fest is like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we come, both Jessica and I come back on Monday. We get one day, yes. we get one day yes. of a reprieve, one day of a reprieve, and then what happens after that, Jessica? We went to San Diego Comic Con. Oh, God, that was a joke. So much. So much for San Diego Comic Con. Yes. So, uh, my buddy spent the entire con uh, getting back into the hustle. Now, when I talk about the hustle, I'm talking about the the exclusives hustle. 
So he uh, he used to do it back in the day, like 2002, 2003, back when when Hasbro realized, oh, people all want our crap. We should start ticketing this stuff. Now that it's a game, it's a full game to get in there and get that stuff because you can you, you either get it for yourself or you flip all of it on eBay for everyone who can't get into Comic-Con and is willing to pay ridiculous prices for that. There was a Jin figure from the new Star Wars movie. She was like 25 bucks. She was going for $90 on eBay, minimum. So, Good Lord. Yeah, so he was out. Like For years, we make fun of people like, oh, look at those fools camping out. Like They're missing the whole show. This year, he's just like, I'm. it might be my last one, man. I'm going to do the whole camp out thing. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not here, like... I'm not here to cover anything. Like we're just we're here to kind of, kind of get our show back. I'm just like you do what you're gonna do. I'll meet up with you. I'm like okay, meet up with him the next day. It's like, it was like the phoenix rose. Like he found his smile again. He was like so happy just waiting, bsing with some friends, and then getting toys. So many toys. By the end of the show, actually I, I take that back. By the middle of Saturday. Uh, we have bought so much crap and sold all of it on eBay already. Like, there was only two or three things we had not sold yet. So George, to, you know, like a proper trophy hunter, took everything that he had purchased and stacked on his bed. It added another two and a half feet to the bed. It was... And it took up the entire lining of the bed. We had to prop everything so it looks like it just a concophony of of exclusives. There's everything in there. There's everything from Hasbro. There's a few Mattel things. There's uh, there uh, he got he got the fabled Shopkins, and then he was doing the uh, he wasn't doing the Funkos at the Funko booth, but he found out that you can get the Conan Funkos from like next door if you go over there and wait in line. And he hustled like a son of a bitch. I was so proud of the man. Like I rolled a tear. No, of- yeah, and George was actually the one who got one of my uh, prized possessions that I really, really wanted during San Diego Comic-Con, and he really made my entire convention, which was, I, as you know, mm-hmm. other than our lovely Kaiju Kingdom podcast panel, mm-hmm. I was moderating several panels and doing press and everything. I just did not have time to wait in line mm-hmm. to get any exclusives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I barely got, you know, certain things, you know, for myself. There was a Godzilla plushie there, I think, for like 80 bucks or something. Yeah. But that's an expensive plushie. But, you know, that one was at Toynami. It was still there. It was DC Superhero Girls Katana doll. Mm-hmm. In which I still don't understand Wave 1. I'm hoping it's Wave 1. Has almost all the characters. And the one Asian female character that I wanted was forty dollars instead of like the twelve bucks you she could get was, at like Target. Granted, the- she was better better quality, but it was one of those moments where you have to get a you have to get up early to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Then the ticket tells you when you can come back later in the day mm-hmm. to get in line exactly. because that ticket guarantees you that toy. And of course, they put a limit; like you can only have you know two of this or one of that. Yeah. There's no way I'm, I, I can. I, I mean, I am up. But there's no way I can be in line at, like, 6 a.m. to get a ticket to come back later at 4. I just, I couldn't. It wasn't in my schedule. But I think on the last day, on Sunday of Comic-Con, George texts me and is like, hey, I, I have it. You know, just, you know, pay me the money at retail price that I, you know, paid what he paid for it. Yeah. And I can be able to get it, which is whatever you get it at the booth plus tax. Oh, we... You know, it's not like a scalping. 
I was literally screaming and crying. I was so happy. Yeah. It was my happiest moment. He told me when I met up with him later, he's like, hey, I ran into Jessica. I'm like, yeah? It's like, yeah, she was looking for that Katana doll. I'm like, yeah, it's Mattel. We George and I actually have a rather large disdain for Mattel in general. Like, as toy guys, we don't care much for their for their uh, tomfoolery. So we never really go to the Mattel booth. Like, my buddy wanted something for the Mattel booth, and I'm just like, dude, I'm not waiting in line for that. But you brought up, I think it was like the first day when we met up, it's like, oh, I really want that Katana. I'm like, all right. And George kind of caught wind of it. So he got, he networked. Like, we were, it was like a mob network of stuff. Like, people like, hey, I got two tickets for this. I'm willing to train for two tickets. Like, there was a lot of that going on. Like, ticket trading, like, the tickets, and people were selling the tickets for, like, 60 bucks just so you can get in. Like, that's a market in its own in its own right. But we had, like, a whole, like, Twitter network going on of people like, hey, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for Hasbro, like, at, like, 1 o'clock. Because here's the thing. If you didn't get in before 3 o'clock, you're screwed on all the good stuff. Sure, you can get, you know, a big box of Magic cards, but nobody wants that. Everyone wants the Star Wars figures. Everyone wants the, uh, the uh, some of the My Little Pony stuff. And they really, really, really want the Transformers stuff. So none of that stuff is usually left afterwards. Mattel, pretty, we were pretty solid. But so someone had an extra Mattel. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for the, like, yeah, I, I got an extra. I don't even need any trade. Like, you know, just you can have it. So, yeah. So he got the Katana. And uh, he told me when I finally met up with him, he's like, I've never seen that girl more happy in my life to receive a toy. And he's like, I handed it to her, and she nearly burst into tears. I'm like, yeah, that's, it's Katana. It's her, it's, it, that, that's her gal. And he's like, no. It was like Christmas Day at an orphanage, like tears. That's how, like, just overwhelmed she was by getting this thing. I'm like, well, she really appreciates it. He's like, you know what? I feel like I did a good thing. I'm like, let's go get some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thus we did. So, yeah, so that was the that was the... Yes, I think I caught you like before we left, and you were just ecstatic as hell. The fact you got that thing, I was, I was crying. Mm-hmm. I was so, 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 so happy because you know there's plenty of exclusives every year, and you know there are some I know I just it was like an eighty dollar or one hundred twenty dollar Wonder Woman doll that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was beautiful, but it was one of those I knew it was out of my price range. Yeah. So I was like, you know, that that's future Jesse's problem, mm-hmm. you know, and you always try to pick that one exclusive one or two that is within your price range is like, if all I can get is just that one or those two, mm-hmm. it's coming on. I'm perfectly happy. I'm content and happy and satisfied. And the Katana doll was my number one. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to get it. <laughs> Why to cry? Yeah, for me, the big thing... Um... What was the big big thing for me was the um, it was the uh, kid robot Mr. Sparkles. <clears throat> so <laughs> yeah, that that was one of the big that and getting the Shin Godzilla figure. Those were the two main things. I'm like, I'm not you know I'll pick up a few things here and there if I get the the opportunity. But like, there's a few books and stuff I was looking. But like, figure wise, like I need Shin Godzilla before I walk out of this place. Only two people had him. Only two booths had him. The uh, the anime jungle booth had them. They had them for like forty. I think it was like thirty five bucks. So it wasn't too bad. Because then I found them later on. They're like, how much do you want from me? He's like, uh, we want. Uh, we're looking for forty five, man. I'm like, all right. Oh, I made a good price. Um, so yeah, there was that. I picked the. Uh, so I I got the Shin Godzilla like the first day. 
but it was the 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 networking because the guy we were staying with he actually he knew he knew one of the uh, artists going to Kid Rock, so he had a, he had a hookup. So he was over there and he hit me up. He's like, "Hey man, I'm at Kid Robot. They have Mr. Sparkles." And I'm like, <gasps> "I'm like, can you get one?" He's like, "You owe me fifty bucks." I'm like, "Yes." I th- I was so ecstatic. This thing is a work of wonder. Like I lo- I dig the Kid Robot stuff, but like I'm not like huge into them. But like that Mr. Sparkle because it comes in the Mr. Sparkle box too, the actual soap box. And he's, it's the head floating on a wisp of magic. It is the greatest thing ever. Like, when I get an office properly set up, this thing is a mantelpiece. So I got that, and I got... Because um, I, I had to pull double duty. Because here's the thing. They catch wise to your shenanigans, especially for uh, people flipping. Um, when you go into, like, Hasbro, they stamp your uh, the back of your, your badge. And then they mark off what you bought. So it's not like... Hey, I can go get in line again tomorrow and buy like four more Star Wars figures. They'll look. Oh, you already bought Star Wars figures. You can't get more Star Wars figures. So then you start pulling in people. Like you'll get tickets, but it's like, hey, Chris, uh, can you come and stand in line for Hasbro for me? And here's the money, and you can get. And then I'm, I'm like, George is like, I'm done. You can get whatever you want. I'm like, okay. So I was in there, picked up, uh, picked up his Star Wars figures for him, and I'm looking around like. You know what looks cool? That sound wave that turns into an iPad. It's literally, it, when you open it, it looks just like an iPad and then transforms into sound wave from Transformers. It's the coolest thing in the world. It's the dumbest thing in the world and the coolest thing in the world at the same time. So I bought that. And then <clears throat> uh, I, I wasn't really playing the flipping game. I was doing it on the smaller scale. But opportunity rose, and I'm like, hey, you got any of those uh, Marvel Legend figures that are back there? I'm like, yeah, I got I got them. You want one? I'm like, I want two. Picked those things up, paid for my whole trip. Because the box, they were like 120 bucks a piece. When you break them apart, because it's in a big, bulky box, like huge. This thing's like three foot long, weighs about 35, 40 pounds, so it's a son of a bitch to ship. You break them apart, though, and you sell the figures individually, you make much more money. Because two figures alone will pay for the whole set, then everything else is gravy. Everyone wanted Enchantress. They were paying up for $100 for Enchantress. Sold her. Good lord. Yeah, sold her out the bat. And then uh, the Purple Man from uh, Jessica Jones. Yes, from Jessica Jones. Yes, but the actual comic version where he's actually purple. Uh, he oh, was, where he's actually purple and yes. not the the, uh, the the beauty that is David Tennant's no, face. No, no, no. Yeah, he's not. He's not that. He's not that fair skinned. Uh, that that fair skinned elf that is David Tennant. Um, no, it was. Uh, it was. He went for like seventy dollars. So that paid for like the set and then some. And then Spidey went for like sixty bucks. Like Sandman, like the cheapest figure, still went for like thirty bucks. So you do that double time and you make some money. I'm like, oh, good. This paid for like my room and everything else. Awesome. So then everything became gravy. So that's yeah, that's that's kind of the extent of that. There was a lot of there was a lot of that. And then we had our panel on Saturday. Uh, yes, we did. Packed panel, real real packed, like to the gills. A lot of people on that one. Um, good times on that. Um, I have video of it. The audio didn't really come out that well, but I have video. I will put the video up pretty soon. So that'll be like a video only, like a YouTube exclusive thing. Um, so look forward to that. And then, actually, I sat in on your one of your panels on Saturday morning too, didn't I? Yes, you did. It was a comics versus manga panel, mm-hmm. which 
by the way, get packed house for, for 9 in the morning, too. You, you did pretty well on that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you you covered the comic <laughs> side. We had the lovely, lovely Dan- Danny Fernandez. Yes. She did. Uh, she does the podcast for Dragon Ball Z called Krillinix. Yes. And, Which I told her and, uh, genius name. She was a defense for manga, and I also had James F. Wright. He does Nutmeg mm-hmm. over at uh, Action Lab Comics. And then we had another uh, lovely lady, uh, uh, Leah Hernandez. She came in a little bit later toward the end, but she does all the Teen Titans uh, comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there was definitely good representation of uh, two and two. Yeah, and then I think I might have pissed him off a little bit too. <laughs> no, no, I think I think in the end everyone knew it was passion. Yeah, I get like, look, people. If you ever listen to any of my other podcasts, you know how like uh, I a I'll get off topic, and b if I get on something and I'm really into something, like I will go off on it. And yeah, I felt bad. Like I wanted to apologize to this poor girl afterwards because we kind of got into like a little back and forth about. About comic books and girls, and that it, it wasn't it wasn't too out there. It was just something, and I was just like, I you, no, like that's I, you're you're high right now, and that's it. <laughs> I just remember looking. What was the what was the other guy's name? Um, that did nutmeg. Oh, uh, James F. Wright. I just remember because I'm I'm talking to this poor girl, and I'm trying to make my point. And I look over, I look at the, I look at James, and I'm just like. I'm not crazy, am I? And I just get the simple, like, head shake, and it's like the no, and then I'm just like, eh, he's like, just waving his hands, like, don't get me into this right now, man. Like, I just didn't get into it. <laughs> but it was fun, though. I, you know, it's a hearty, hearty, a hearty debate, which I do enjoy. <clears throat> so, oh, yeah, so made, made a scene at Jessica's, uh, you know, non-kaiju-based panel, which I did feel a little bad about, but, you know, it is what it is. Show up to her panels. It's always something wonderful. You did how many at Comic-Con? I had six. <sighs> so much. So much. You need, to, you need to curtail it every once in a while. Just enjoy yourself, because you run yourself ragged. I worry about you. That's what I'm doing. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take better care of my health. Mm-hmm. I will be okay. Yeah, because you end up with a vitamin deficiency by the end of the week because you don't sleep at all. That's your problem. It's like she is running I don't, ragged. At Comic Con, there, there is no sleep. There's no such thing as sleep. So, now here's the other thing. So we from from G Fest to Comic Con, which is a five day ordeal. Where were you like two days right after that? Right after that, I actually had like a date. I usually like to stay in San Diego for a couple of days just to unwind mm-hmm. and also enjoy the beauty that San Diego has. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, go, I mean, I, I usually want to leave a little bit longer, but a little bit later into the week. But I ended up having to leave Monday morning because mm-hmm. I'm not fighting traffic on Sunday night nope. when everyone else is fleeing. Like me, like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I go back on Monday because I'm I had to fly to Japan on Tuesday night. So repeat, repeat I was that, really, really I had to pack and get all my crap together and then make it to and then sleep a little bit and then go <laughs> to the airport like the next day. So you've been running on about eight hours of sleep for the last ninety five hours. And then yeah, you decide to yeah. hop on, a, was it a nine-hour flight to Japan? 
uh, 10 to 11 hours. I believe it's 10 to go there and then 11 to come back. Good Lord. If you're flying, like, like against the wind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And this was a last-second thing. Like, she hit me up at G-Fest. She's like, hey, you want to go to Japan? I'm like, I would love to go to Japan. It's like, what about the day after Comic-Con? I'm like, you are high right now. I'm like, you're delusional. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, I can probably get you to go. And I'm like, I cannot clear that with work. I'm already, like... Maxing out like my my vacation time for with, it was like almost a whole week I took off between G Fest and this. Like I took one day, I came back, went to work, and then went left again. Um, and she was like, "Well, we're all going to Japan. I think I can get you there." I'm like, "I don't even have a passport." Like, and Mark's like, "Well, you know, you can get that. You know, uh, you can get that crap expedited. Yeah, in like expedited real quick." I'm just like, "There's a second where I'm like." Maybe I should go, but then I'm like, I'm thinking about it. it's like I'll come back. I'm like, oh, I won't have a job if I come back. Okay, yeah, maybe not right now. Now's not the best time. So because yeah. then again, because Mark, you know, when he talked about the first time he went to go film Kaiju Gaiden, he talked about like I, I one the one thing I wish I brought more money. I'm like, why? He's like, because I left. It's like it wasn't enough. Like I wept over what I had to put back down because I could not afford it because I was getting all this other stuff. It's like, if you're going, you need to come will like prepared. If you come ill-prepared, you're going to be miserable because of all the wonder and joy that you cannot physically take with you. So, that day will come. I will get my butt on a plane. I will fly over to Japan for, and I want to do it for, I want to do it proper. I want to do it like a few weeks. But like, that last second, I'm like, oh, this could be like another, I'm like, no, wait. Hold on a second. I, I'll probably die of, you know, a heart attack because of just how much I've s- stressed myself out in the last week we can have. So I, I politely declined. And then you, like a crazy woman, got on the plane, which even Mark and his lady were like, how is she doing this? I'm like, she's like the Energizer Bunny. She just keeps going and going. Although one day she's going to start hallucinating from it from lack of sleep. <clears throat> so you flew to the land of the rising sun. To do what? Uh, it was mainly to watch Shin Gojira in the theaters, in the Toho theaters there. Mm-hmm. Wonderful plan. Mm-hmm. Retrospect, didn't realize that there was no English subtitles. Uh, thus, you know. I think I think from the flurry of just G- uh, July's events, mm-hmm. really important details were just slipping my mind. <laughs> so I go and I'm like, Oh no! Oh, okay. You know what? It's be fine. It'll be okay. Yeah. And I, I, I think I landed on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was the movie came out on Friday, mm-hmm. and it was—I don't know how Mark did it, but it was a two-day ordeal for me to get tickets. Wow! Really? To a movie theater, to to the movie theaters because mm-hmm. it's my first time. Mm-hmm. It's my first time. So. What had happened was you go to the website. I can't mm-hmm. read anything. Google Translate, you not, you're not helping me. Yeah. Also, the issue is I don't know, like, if I could input my credit card onto, like, Toho website. Mm-hmm. Do I get my ticket there? I don't know what's going on. And then there's something about Japan that I think is both kind of weird and unique but kind of wonderful at the same time, which is you can get tickets to a lot of things mm-hmm. at convenience stores. Yeah, like at, so, uh, and, there, and there's right? like 20 convenience stores around where where I was staying at. Mm-hmm. 
Like, 7-Elevens are a huge deal over there, aren't they? Like, they're like a magical, wonderful hub for travelers, right? Yes, it is really, really great there. I mean, there's so, so many, there's like Lawson's, there are so, so many different types of family marts, there's many different types of convenience stores. I guess because their lifestyle Mm -hmm. needs to go fast. They work all day, their meals have to be fast, going home has to be fast, they can just grab tea or like a little you know, snack to eat and they can go home. Mm-hmm. But you can also buy tickets there. So I went into a 7-Eleven. They look like ATMs, but they're, they're not. And I look up and I see Godzilla's face and I see a picture of a movie, like of a, of a theater. But I know exactly which one I want to go to. So I go to the front and I ask, once again, language barrier. Mm-hmm. So this woman comes over to help me, speaks very little English, but extremely helpful. And I try to tell her this is the movie I want to see. How do I buy a ticket? And I ended up doing one of those where the banner is hanging from the ceiling. So I'm jumping up and down, pointing at the banner. But I look, I'm pretty sure I looked like a three-year-old child from, the, from far away. But I was jumping up and down trying to point and be like, I want this. I want to watch it. So she understood what I meant. I, I give this woman money. I, at this point, it's like, just give whatever they ask. Um, I, give, I give her all the money she needs. She gets me tickets, and then I realize that their tickets, I don't know how to describe them. They're like, if you ever, if movie theaters here sometimes have gold passes or silver passes in which you can use. So I didn't realize it was one of those. Mm -hmm. And I was getting conflicting information from people who already have a chosen seat. Mm -hmm. And I real, at a chosen theater, and I realized that this ticket doesn't have a theater name or a seat or a time. And it's more like one of those golden tickets. So that was Thursday. Friday, the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in a stress kind of like rush panic. Oh, no, actually, yeah, I'm like in a stress. No, that was actually Wednesday. Excuse me. That was my whole day Wednesday was figuring out how to buy a ticket. And then Thursday, I decided I ain't playing around. So I go to the theater that I want to go to, mm-hmm. which is the Shinjuku Toho Cinemas, which is right underneath and next to the uh, Godzilla Hotel. That's like, the, and that's so, like their, their base hotel. That's like their, their main yes. theater, right? Yeah, it's their main one. So I go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very helpful young gentleman that works behind the theater kind of had to describe to me what was happening. It took no no... No less than 45 minutes to get tickets because what had happened was, in my mind, Mm -hmm. this is a big deal. Like Godzilla is a big deal, but I didn't know whether it's similar to the way us as Americans treat Civil War. Mm -hmm. If a movie ticket comes out, like Civil War comes out in May, we Mm -hmm. bought our tickets in February. And not only that, we fought tooth and nail to get tickets with other people online. So I didn't know whether it was that big of a deal there because I'm sure these people probably have better things to do like work and then see that movie later. So I didn't know. So I was like stressed out in a panic. And it actually turns out that first of all, no tickets really go on sale till like the week of the movie comes out. Yeah. And also when I go, a lot of the showings, I couldn't figure out the showings that were, cause they're all in Japanese yeah. just on the, on the marquee. I have no idea what's happening. So I go there. And he tells me that there's like four or five different kinds. There's the 3D, like, or something. No, there's like an IMAX. There's like a, there's a 
regular showing. There's one where the seats move. I'm sorry, there's no 3D. 4D. Uh, seats move. Yeah, seats moving. Regular IMAX. Mm-hmm. So I had to go pick a. I'm particular where I sit. I like to be in the center middle because who doesn't? Mm-hmm. So I finally ended up finding a Showtime that worked for me. Although my original is I wanted one that moved, mm-hmm. but we ended up getting the like a and the IMAX one was all gone. So I finally this poor boy finally got me tickets to a standard screen, which was actually still quite large. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed on his screen that there was like little seats and then just bigger seats for two rows. And I'm like, what, what is that? And he says, Oh, and he basically exclaimed that those are like VIP more comfy seats. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll get those. And apparently whatever ticket price you paid for at your Seven Eleven mm-hmm. was the base. So if you want something special like IMAX or a moving seat, whatever you have to pay an upgrade fee, which I completely understand. So I paid him the upgrade fee thinking that they would just be like big, bigger, cushier seats. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be, and I guess, I think I put up photos of it. They were individual cubicles that came with complete with a tray, a <laughs> coat hanger and a place to put your backpack. Yes. I, she said, so you said they were individual like, cubby holes and I felt <laughs> separated from my friends mm-hmm. because I couldn't, I couldn't see them during the movie. Like, you know how you would, like, just talk to your friend that's next to you? I couldn't see them, but it turned out to be between each seat, you can actually push back a little bit of the wall mm-hmm. so you can actually see your friend and kind of talk to them. But it was really difficult. They were literally, like, in a library, individual little cubby holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, little cubby seats. But it was an amazing experience. And I watched a movie in which I loved the action scenes Mm -hmm. no clue what was happening (laughs) during any of the dialogue Mm -hmm. so nonetheless i still very much enjoyed it i loved it but it was definitely one of those where like oh you understood what was happening this would be a lot better because i believe i missed a lot of nuances Mm -hmm. in which late later on a friend had to tell me like you know the women actually had a big part in the film Mm -hmm. they weren't just kind of the main characters and, you know, not to spoil it for anyone else, but, you know, mm-hmm. the, the main man and the main, uh, excuse me, the main woman had a huge part. Other than being the, the leading lady, she actually had a huge part in the storyline of, like, who Godzilla is, what Godzilla is, how to take down Godzilla, yes, all of that stuff. Like the but it's, right? it's the thing is, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. From that, I would not know. I actually thought it was the dude the entire time. <laughs> like... They were like, well, I mean, he had a huge part of it. The leading man had a huge part of it, but actually the woman was the one who, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. So I left the movie and the friends that I went with mm-hmm. know of Godzilla, but they weren't, <laughs> they weren't like huge fanatics like we are. So the They're not like, oh God, you know, we collect Godzilla. They are just your typical, like people that know the character and they love Japan, but they're also there for other things. You know, my main objective was obviously to see the film and do other things. But, you know, they know, you know, know. there are people who can be at Comic-Con and not be lost. And they can have a pleasant conversation, but not so deep that if you asked what happened in Batman issue number 13, they would know what's happening. But if you just genuinely talked about Batman, they knew what was happening. So I looked over and they've got like confused faces on so it's, it's compounded by that they don't know the character that well yeah. and the language barrier. 
But so you, I was like, what was happening? But you lived the dream, though. You got to be there opening day for a Japanese Godzilla movie. Like, that's a thing a lot of fans dream about. You got to live it. We did. I, we did, and I did. I, I got to, I definitely got to, got to live it. And then we, um, Ed Holland from Monster Attack Team was extremely gracious. Mm-hmm. And he was extremely nice, and he put together kind of an exclusive group for us to kind of eat. Exclusive, not like everyone shunned, you can't come, yeah. but more like if you, I didn't realize you had to, much like Chuck E. Cheese, you have to reserve a room Yeah. if you're going to have a party, and mm-hmm. you could only have so many people. But it was at Kaiju Sakaba. Another so it was, it was, yeah, it was an entire restaurant and bar that was dedicated to kaijus and it was who are the villains which are amazing and there are a lot of they're ultraman yeah. villains and we got to be there and some people who worked at shin, Go- shin gojira was there mm-hmm. and we got to sit next to and talk to the director of wolfman versus godzilla which i'm sure mark most likely talked about he was extremely excited for that yeah we, we went in a little bit on that one too so yeah this, this is gonna be good because people who didn't listen to that one's like oh got a companion piece podcast like there you go the beauty of the beauty of the digital world. <clears throat> so, yes, yes, and then and it was also the 50th anniversary of Ultraman. Was, I mean, it's the Ultraman 50th anniversary festival, and I went to that too. How was that? I didn't. You actually didn't tell me about that. Oh, I need to show you pictures and stuff. Once again, went with friends that were clueless, but they had a really good time. They actually learned a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And it was really, really fun. Uh, Matt Frank went to that, mm-hmm. along with his wife, Morgan, and a friend named Alan. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really, I didn't know if Mark got to go, but it was really, really great. I think my, it was a festival that was indoors. Mm-hmm. And then you get to kind of, much like Ikea, mm-hmm. they're almost sister country in terms of efficiency <laughs> and organization. There's only one way to go through the festival, mm. the indoor festival. So I actually had to backtrack, and I felt real bad. I felt like I was going against the grain. But they had Ultraman ice cream mm. that was there. And then my highlight is, and my friends loved it, was there was an Ultraman live action show, which was really great. Like the acrobatics was great. Full stage show kind of thing. It was a stage show. They, it was Everything was wonderful. Uh, also all in Japanese, <laughs> so was not so sure what was happening. Mm-hmm. So every time I thought it was, first of all, in America, sometimes when you have small shows like that, it lasts maybe like 10 minutes or 15. Mm-hmm. It was a 30 minute show. Like when the Japanese go all out, they go all out. There was like lasers, music, oh, you know, acrobatics, martial arts, spectacle. like lights that almost blinded me with a disco ball in there. But the thing as well was... There, every time you thought it was about to end, mm-hmm. it kept on going. <laughs> but, but, but not in a way that was like, oh, dear Lord, this movie, like, this movie is still going. It was one of those, it's like, oh, it's like a really pleasant surprise. <laughs> it just kept on going. So, fun times. Did you get to try the, um, did you get to try the, the, um, Shingo, the Shingozilla uh, ice cream and all the other tie-in stuff like that? I did. I did. I posted a picture of that because what had happened was, obviously, it's a huge thing, so there's promotions everywhere. We walked by a building in Ikebukuro somewhere, actually, that had, it looked like scorch marks on the mm-hmm. edge of a building, and you saw claw marks. Mm. 
you, you, you knew it was yeah. pain, it was put on there for the Godzilla uh, promotion, but no, we went to there was a place uh, called Namja Town, mm-hmm. and it's not a town. Yeah, it's in Sunshine City, mm-hmm. uh, which is is also not a city. It is a building. Mm-hmm. So Namja Town is part of a floor of a building called Sunshine City, mm-hmm. and inside is an indoor theme park. <laughs> but I was more of a smaller ride. It's very, very hard to describe. I want to say it's basically a Japanese Dave and Buster's, mm-hmm. but a little bit on crack. <laughs> so it was very interesting, but Namja Town is known for their little dumpling section, and they have all these weird ice creams from around the world, and also a lot of small VR rides, and, and also... You know, like little games that you would be able to shoot at a screen. Mm-hmm. Namja Town is once uh, a, a lovely gentleman. I don't know. I need to find his blog. Apparently, the ending of his blog for his review for Namja Town was, I've been there six times, and I still don't understand the purpose of this. <laughs> but it was, it was, it is, it's still a delight. It's really, really fun. I'm not saying people shouldn't go, but it's one of those odd things that you kind of have to experience for yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you go to these little booths and little stations, they have like Mothra ice cream or a Mothra crepe, mm-hmm. Godzilla ice cream, um, King Ghidorah fried rice because mm-hmm. fried rice is yellowish it's got a yellowish hue yeah so you know they make it and mm-hmm. i got godzilla ice cream and you know there are photos of it online if you google godzilla ice cream i think it'll it'll uh, and you hit well, google images it'll show you yeah, it's a cookie and these people the, take take the, such care making it yeah, it's a cookie. and it was black ice cream uh-huh. that looked disgusting mm-hmm. but tasted delicious because the japanese are excellent in everything that they do <laughs> very efficient <laughs> So, so you pretty much just did a whirlwind of a tour. So, hence why you have not heard from Jessica in a few episodes because she's like, "I need to rest. I have so much other stuff I still got to do, but I like I need sleep." I'm like, yes. So, came back. There was little Godzilla. Yeah, there was little Godzilla. As I was trying to remember, there were little Godzilla chocolates mm-hmm. that I got from the Godzilla Hotel. I did get to see the huge Godzilla head and hear it roar, and mm-hmm. I took a picture where I pretended it was eating me. Mm-hmm. But also, in in all the theaters there, if you have arc lights for you know, where you are, some arc light theaters here in America have little stands where you can buy merchandise related to whatever movie is going to be in a the theater. They went all out with Godzilla stuff. <laughs> So, which reminds me, I do have your gift, Chris. Ooh, awesome. So I still, have, I still have not given it to you yet. But they had a lot of really excellent Godzilla merchandise that you really cannot get anywhere else other than in the Godzilla Hotel mm-hmm. or at the Toho Cinema Theaters. So I noticed there were quite a number of foreigners that were at there. And by foreigners, I mean like... They were clearly white people either from Australia, America, or England. Yes. So... There were people that were there. And they were there for a reason, and too. They were there for a reason, just like I was, mm-hmm. to see the movie. And also, what I really liked was all of the uh, Japanese people that were there were obviously buying it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But you can tell, like, some of us that were tourists were buying it for friends and also, like, oh, this is eBay time. Yeah. You know? So, it's like, I need to pay for so, this trip somehow, There was so. that as well. Yeah. It's like, this is going, like, yeah, this is a three-day auction right here, minimum bids like i paid 18 dollars for this 45 let's do that someone's gonna buy it theater exclusives always 
always go fetch for a high price. It's um, it's it's part and parcel of the whole trade. So, so fun times. Had you had a great time out there? Just whirlwind of a summer. And then, yes, uh, yes, it was, and it was the first time I like when I went a couple of times. My body adjusted really well to time um, the time change, the mm-hmm. jet lag. This time, I felt like my body just never recovered. Because you've been... It was like, nope. It was like, nope. It's like, we can't do... Like, you were on a plane, like, for a a good portion of, like, two and a half days. Like, that's how much time you spent on a plane in in the course of a week and a half. I took, like, six six planes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you have to get sleep at some point, and I'm pretty sure that's why you didn't really adjust too well this time around, because you're like, oh, I'm running on, I'm beyond fumes. Like, it's it's like when they put, like, uh, like in those old, like, uh, old-timey films when they're like, we got no gas. Put some lighter fluid in there. Let's see what happens. That's pretty much what you're running off of. Run off kerosene. Yeah. All that good stuff. Like, stuff's not good for you and not supposed to, not supposed to be, uh, powering you through so but you had a great time did you not i did i did i have a great time and definitely bring a lot of money oh like yeah. a, a lot of That's... money there's there's no way you'll leave akihabara and not be yeah. like i literally have no money to even go to the strip club even if i wanted to I... because if you've bought you've bought all of it if I ever go, I'm, I'm bringing like my, a year's worth of of like pay. I'm just gonna stash away like half a check, like for a full year, and then I'm just yeah, I'm gonna go in there with like a, I'm gonna hit that whole town with like a fistful of yen and just go nuts. <laughs> like it's gonna be sickening. Like I'm buying luggage just to haul stuff back. I've learned that lesson too. Like, oh, I'm just bringing a duffel bag to you know. I'm not gonna. It's like no, there's gonna be so much crap coming back with me. Mark has already shown, like, the, the two times he's went over, like, the goodies that he got. I'm just like, good lord. He's like, yeah, don't. Just bring an empty, bring three or four empty bags with you because you're going to need them. And you're going to max them out, too. You're going to be like, wow, I still don't have enough room. I'm like, yep, that's just uh, that's how they roll. That's exactly how they roll. So, one day. I will get out there one day, Jessica. It will happen. I will make it to Japan. But it's, uh... Not the foreseeable future for Chris. I got, got got a couple other things I got to get through first too. But in the interim, um, we got a couple more things to talk about before we wrap up the show. We're, we're running a little long, but you know what? We uh, we got we got we got the time for it. Uh, Pacific Rim Two is actually happening. Like everyone's been kind of on tepid breath. Like, is, is it going to happen? Like we got like John Boyega confirmed and Scott Eastwood now. And we're like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay, you could say these people are in it, but is it actually going... Well, no, it's actually going through. Like, they're getting ready to film very soon. I guess filming starts at the beginning of November for uh, February 23rd, 2018, really. Day before my birthday. I know exactly what I'm doing, Jessica. I know exactly what I'm doing. My butt's going to be in a theater watching giant robots pummel giant monsters. It's going to be glorious. And uh, some casting news this week. We got two of the female leads for the film. Uh, yes, yes. So the first one is a young lady named Kaylee Spaney, S-P-A-N-E-Y. She's a relative unknown, but uh, and she looks uh, rather like like a very like teen star. Like she's got a young face on her. So she will be uh, 
She'll be piloting a Jaeger next to uh, next to uh, um, John Boyega, Finn himself. And then on the other end of the spectrum, they also added a uh, lovely Chinese actress named uh, I believe I'm pronouncing this Jin T uh, Jin Tain. How do you how do you pronounce this, uh, Jessica? T I A N. How's that pronounced properly? Tian. Tian. Should have known that. It's one of my favorite Dragon Ball characters too. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so Jin Tian, uh, she will be along. It's because, well, now that, um, what is it? Sorry, we're, we're a little late. We're doing, I'm kind of running. I'm just kind of starting to, like, not off a little bit. Um, now that Legendary is owned by a Chinese conglomerate, you got to, you got to, you know, spruce that. And plus, not only that, the only main reason why this movie's getting made is because China made it so. They ate up Pacific Rim. So they want, they're hungry for more. They just, like... Want a big American buffet of giant robots and monsters. That's the main reason why we're going to eventually get a Warcraft 2. Because just hammered the hell out of the Chinese box office. So um, everyone over here is like, why are they doing it? Like, there's, there's the contingency of people who love Pacific Rim. But there's a lot of people who are like, why are they making another one? It's like, China. China cool. China real cool. They make you happen. So uh, these two actresses and uh, Stephen Denight still directing. The showrunner for yes. showrunner for yes. the So, uh, and uh, yeah, it's they're gonna have Guillermo del Toro's been talking it up. So, it sound there's still no there's no concrete story on it, but I got a feeling that it's gonna be even wackier than the first one. So, I mean, they gotta they they gotta up the uh, the Battle of Hong Kong somehow, and I got a feeling they're they're gonna they're gonna go uh, they're gonna go all out with it. Can't can't wait. And the other thing is, um, here's something that three years ago when we sat down to like, let's do a podcast. Okay. We never thought that this, I mean, we, we all assumed one day would happen, but not, not when it did. But Jessica, what, we're a week and a half away from what's happening. Oh, yes. Shingo Jira. Sorry, I was thinking so many, so many things was happening. Uh, Shingo Jira is coming to the United States. Yes. For a special yes. one week uh, engagement. So hopefully all you fools out there have either gotten your tickets or getting your tickets. And hopefully you're going to go see it a few times. I've already heard a few people <sighs> mouthing off, which, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a few people I know that went to Japan, saw it. They're like, I liked it, but I have no idea what the hell was going on. So now with sub, yep, you can actually yep. <laughs> yes. Like I heard the is the talking really fast paced, Jessica? Yeah, I mean, it was relatively because of the dialogue. It seemed like it was fast paced, mm. and also it came to the United States rather quickly as well. Oh, they're, they're, they weren't gonna Funimation. You know, when they picked up, they're like, I ain't gonna. The longer we wait, the more the chance of it being bootlegged and torrented it has. So, you don't want to wait too long. Like I, it's still, it's still running. It's running wild, Hulk Hogan style. It's Hulkamania. It's got, it's Shin Mania in in Japan, and uh, it's already racked up. I think it's like seventy fourth million dollars. So it's going to be one of the highest grossing films, highest grossing Japanese films in Japan this year. And I, you know, what, here's the thing: I don't know what the, I've not found what the production budget on this film was. And I got a feeling it's a little—it was a little bit higher than most Godzilla films, especially considering the effects work that, that went into it. But uh, Japan loves it, and they—they're—they're they're eating it up. It's done. 
phenomenally well. It's doing Showa level numbers. It's gonna, it's, it'll end up being one of the highest attended Godzilla movies of all time. So that's good. So let's, let's, you know, Funimation's giving us a week. Let's get out there and really rack up those numbers for it. Let's, you know, it's only, and, and mind you, some of the times are really weird. I mean, out here in LA, a lot of people were like, jumping the gun. They were like, it's only playing like, you know, 150 theaters. I'm like, just wait till Funimation and now they're still booking. And that's when they came out. There's like, uh, there's out here in, in Orange County alone where I live, there's like f seven theaters showing it, it within like spitting distance of me. And then out where Jessica Mark lived, there's like another like eight to ten theaters showing. So we're we're plenty covered out here. And so hopefully if you live near a major city, actually there's a few non-major cities where they have it playing. Um, I, you... You'd, you're going to lose your card. You're going to lose your fan card if you don't go see it in two weeks. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to start checking. I want to see, I want to see ticket stubs. I want to see ticket stubs, damn it. So, I think, uh, well, I'm definitely doing a few showings, but I think we're going to try to do, like, a meetup um, for one of the showings, aiming for, like, either Friday night or Saturday. Depending on where we were, we're kind of still working out the kinks. So when we figure out where we're going to do it at, we'll post it on our Facebook and Twitter page. So keep an eye out there. So hopefully we'll see some of you people show up and, you know, we'll have a rompous good time watching a Japanese Godzilla movie on American theaters. It's playing at my theater, it's playing at my theater down the street. It's a little fourplex. I never thought in a million years I'd ever see, like, a Japanese Godzilla movie play there, Jessica. And it's happening. We live in a fantastic future, damn it. Fantastic! It's amazing. So, get out there. What, what, what are you waiting for? Get out there. So, um, yeah, now I'm kind of getting rambly. So, okay, I think we're going to start wrapping this. Any, any last words, Jessica, before we, uh, before we wrap up the show? Any, anything in the three years? Like, any, looking back, do you have anything, you know, you want to kind of touch on? You know, in the last three years, I've actually been really, really happy that one of my happiest memories is being able to get a pants on. I feel like a part of that locks us into the legit, legitimate. I was going to say legitness because I've just make up words now, like angrify. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yes, but it was really wonderful to be recognized. You know, it obviously goes from year to year. We still have to submit mm -hmm. and see whether a panel gets approved. But I do really, really do feel so grateful the fact that we actually do get to have a panel there at San Diego Comic-Con. And I think that's one of our great achievements among all the other great guests that we'd be able to get. So, yeah, especially, I mean, it's been, we've gotten people I never thought we would have ever gotten on this show. You know, gentlemen like Ricardo Delgado, the, the, for me, the slam dunk to Jessica, the, the hat trick that Jessica pulled and getting Rio Hitamura to come out to Kamikaze last year. So, it's been awesome. Like, it, we met Mark. We met Mark through the show. Mark, the, yes. the, yeah. the official third member. But he's like Batgirl. He shows up, special episodes. I'm going to I'm gonna get like an episode. I'm going to make a, I'm going to have it made of like a special opening. Like I, I teased it last time with him. I'm like, you know what? No, no. We're, when, the, when it's a Mark episode, you're going to get like a little sound cue to know that it's a Mark episode. Like when Batgirl would show up. Like, you know it's a Batgirl episode when you, they go, you see Batman and Robin knocking out, and then all of a sudden Batgirl shows up on her bicycle and clocks some, you know, some uh, some uh, thug, and you're like, oh, oh, it's a Batgirl. It's going to be awesome. 
I'm not saying Mark's our Batgirl, but I'm saying Mark's our Batgirl. So, <laughs> he shows up when he is needed and shows up when, uh, and when he does, it's always a delight. You know, yeah, he knows it. He knows it. He's listening to this right now, and he knows it. So, um, so yes. So, great times. Met a lot of great people. Uh, hopefully, we'll go another three years, five years. God, it's a podcast. We, it's, it's, it's the final frontier. We don't, it's like Star Trek. We don't know where the hell we're going. We're going into deep space. It's not being explored. <laughs> we're going to find some Borgs and a couple of Romulans, and it's going to be good times. Oh, all right. I'm getting delirious because I'm getting tired. It's like one, it's almost, it's almost, it's 145. Jessica has Luke Cage to go watch, as do I. Yes, and yes. Jessica, real yes, quick. Yes, we do. Guess what tonight was? I didn't even know. It's Force Friday. Didn't oh, you know? yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, it's not it's not quite Friday. I mean, it is Friday, Nat, mm-hmm. but... Midnight yes, opening. it yeah, is. Star Wars toys. I learned my lesson last year. They can go to hell because it's not like in the olden days. Like, when you show up, like, at 5 a.m. when the store opened, and you ran in, and it was just a whole aisle of three and three-quarter-inch Star Wars figures, and you could grab them all, and it was madness, but there's always something left. Last year was BS because... Two guys in the front just took their arms and just dumped everything into their, their two bags and left everyone else with like all the Star Wars like Episode eight, a Seven freaking beach towels and stuff. Nobody wanted that stuff. Nobody. <laughs> I remember because I saw the ad that Toys R Us said it was midnight tonight, and I was like, "That." I mean, obviously Netflix will always be there, but I'm watching Luke Cage, man. Oh, I, I was like, I will toys. I will. I mean, I love them. I do collect them, but mm. I will I will deal with them and their dealers later because yeah. somebody's going to be out there yeah, with Luke, them. Yeah, Luke Cage. But I really good. wanted to watch Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage is good times. I can't wait. So not only that, but uh, also if you guys get a chance, that documentary, The Lovers and the and the Despot, it's up on Amazon and Hulu right now, or not Hulu, um, Amazon and Vudu to order. It's like six bucks. So. I'm going to have a little review ready for the next show. But I think the next, next show is going to be a full, <coughs> full-on Shin Godzilla discussion with uh, you, myself, Mark, and maybe a few other guests. We're going to do deep, deep discussion. So as Kyle from the KaijuCast would say, catch the episode. If you guys have anything to say, I'm going to kind of lift his little thing for just this one time. Just this one time. I'm going to borrow it. I'm not going to steal it. But if you guys want anything to say, Send in, um, send in your thoughts and reviews. Uh, just go. What's our uh, email again? It is the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail dot com. So here's what we'll do. We're gonna aim for a Saturday night show. So if you guys see it anytime during the week, uh, if you see it during the week, send it in to us before the before midnight on the on the fourteenth of October. Now, if you guys see it after that, so I'll do a second part. We'll do, like, a smaller, like, maybe we'll do, like, a YouTube-exclusive thing where we really read everybody's uh, reviews. But if you, I know most of you are going to see it that first night on the, on Tuesday 11th. So the, just write down, like, not not a long soliloquy, just, a you know, a few, a paragraph or two, and we'll read it off and put your name and everything. And anything you want to pimp to, if you got, like, a podcast, and we'll pimp that too because we're, uh, we're shills like that. So... Uh, again, Jessica, where can they send it to? The Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail.com. So we, and mind you, when next time you hear it, 
full spoilers. We are not going to hold anything back. So, uh, we're not going to dance around anything. So if you didn't get to see it, TS to you, we're going to talk about it. So you might want to skip that episode until you do see it then. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. I'm sorry. You know what? Almost jumped ahead. Jessica, on that note, where can the good people find more of our work? Yes, you can find us actually on Facebook, which is the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Mm -hmm. Chris has been wonderful at posting so many things, and we try to get back to people who immediately, as we could, who send us inbox messages. Mm -hmm. Also, we are on Twitter as the Kaiju Kingdom. There is no podcast at the end. And we are also on Tumblr as the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, uh, .tumblr.com. But we are most active on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And definitely we are on iTunes. So please check us out on iTunes. And tell all your buddies to come and listen. Yes, please. We're Look, there are next year. 2017, we got Kong, we got an animated Godzilla movie coming out, so we want to see, we also got Colossal, that's coming out too, that just, they, they yeah, TFF, so. yep, there is, um, so what, we want to get these numbers up, we want to tell a friend, tell a buddy, tell what, you know, tell your tell your kids, whatever, you know, let's get those uh, ratings up, We and a few, you know, a few more reviews on, uh, on, uh, the, uh, the old iTunes, that would help too. And uh, also, hey, uh, the Twitter is much more active now, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, do that. I've, I've been posting a lot more through there as well. Facebook is still the number one place to go, so do click that like button. We want to we want to see you up there. We want to see we want to see some uh, some interaction. Let's get on that. Come on, chop chop. All right. On that note, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. It's been a wonderful three years. So for myself and Jessica. Thank you guys, and we'll see you in a few weeks talking about Shin Gojira. Mm -hmm.